0: Hey, everybody. St. Paul Peterson here, and welcome to the second edition, the second episode of Music on the Run. Before we get started here, do me a favor. Wherever you got this podcast, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you have time and you like what you're hearing, make sure you write a review. It really helps us get the word out so we can have a lot more people coming to the party. Today's guest None other than the gangster of love himself, Stevie Guitar Miller. And that's next on Music on the Run. Music
1: on the Run. This the Music on the Run, and he's running. <laughs> and I'm running. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pay attention, take notes, and do all these things, and you'll find that life will be
0: better for you. Stevie Guitar Miller, next on Music on the Run. loop. Hey everybody, welcome to Music on the Run. I'm your host, St. Paul Peterson. And on this podcast, we're gonna talk a little bit about music, mostly we're gonna talk about health and how you stay healthy on the road. And I figured, why not start up with a bang? Our, <laughs> our, fir- our first guest has sold over 60 million records, tucked it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, been recording and touring for 50 years.
1: It will be 76 in October.
0: I wasn't going to say that, but you are. Yeah. (laughs) Some people call him the space cowboy. Some people call him the gangster love. Some people call him Maurice. But I call him my buddy. I've known him for 30 years. I also, I used to be in his band, too. That's that's right.
1: A a, a Steve Miller band member. That's right. Welcome, Stevie Guitar Miller, everybody. Hi, Paul. Nice to
0: see you. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Well,
1: yeah, man, of course.
0: This is so much fun. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, our old stories and things like that. But what I really am... I'm really interested in how you stay healthy on the road. I mean, you've been on the road for, like I said, 50 years, and Mm -hmm. how do you keep your body in shape to be able to do what you do outside? Right there, that's the stage right out there, by the way. Well,
1: you know, there's a bunch of things. Like, I stopped drinking and smoking cigarettes when I was, like, 32 years old.
0: You totally stopped drinking.
1: Yeah, I just went, mm, no no more, you know? And uh, I I realized that, like, uh, you know, from, 23 to 33 you know it was a party <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah that was the you same do? for me and, in your
0: bed i yeah. barely remember that well
1: so so it was like a, a lot of fun and then you just sort of realize that like you know you're in it for the long run mm-hmm. you want to be as good as you can be yeah. uh if you're serious about your music then that's what you're serious about and so that that straightens everything up really quickly you know just no drugs no drinking no partying no you know fooling around in between shows and stuff it's like you're out there to to uh, do two hours of music every night and so like i always say i'm being paid to travel exactly. and i play for free you know right right and you know so it's 22 hours a day of hotel rooms and uh. junk and stuff and up, but up it for the two hours on stage and sound check's good, too. I like that.
0: Yeah. Well, so, now, we're sitting in, the, in in your tour bus, and ever since I was in the band, you've always had a home away from home. Is that something yeah, yeah. you try to do with I, this?
1: I have always owned my own bus. As soon as I could uh, afford it, I designed and built a bus that was kind of different. You know, like, this one's got two desks forward, so Janice and I can both sit while right. we're riding, and we can work and. And this is the dressing room. This is much healthier than the dressing room that they set up here in the the rented trailer or whatever it is, you know, or or wherever it is, you know. So everything's clean. Uh, You know, you detox your hotel room when you check into your hotel room. You do? Yeah. How do you do that? You know, I I have a whole bunch of, you know, like Clorox wipes and stuff. So you
0: literally go through.
1: Makes a huge difference, man. You know, you... Who who was in the room before you? I don't know,
0: but what about the the mattress covers or the
1: uh, the covers? Yeah, and the you look and I... to see if there's bed bugs and stuff oh. like that. You know, I mean, all of these things you you learn to do, and and they're just part of traveling on the road, staying healthy, and and keeping it together. I mean, this is all you know, probably more stuff than you want to know.
0: No, no, this is exactly what I want so, to know because this, hopefully, who's going to listen to this are the people who are. Up-and-coming musicians, people who want to stay healthy could be businessmen who are on the road or whatever.
1: So, so so the deal is, of course, work out with a trainer because I'm too lazy. I won't do it myself. (laughs) Left on my own, left to your own devices. My own devices. You know, I think I'm the athlete I was when I was 17, and I know how to work out.
0: Don't tell me. I'm motivated to not do that.
1: uh, uh, You know. janice got me a trainer several years ago for christmas you know said I, i've got you three months of a trainer and ah. I'm like, i don't want it. that's nuts you know and and uh, it just brings it back you need to work out every day you so know so you- today i got yeah. up and you know i went down to the hotel gym and snuck in there and did a bunch of yoga and did some light weights and did some treadmill stuff and some stretches and uh, you know just got loosened up and got my my uh, my heart rate going yeah. and did all that kind of stuff that's all real important you have to do that all the time when you're really young you don't but as you as you age as you get older you need to work you know yeah. we carry a kitchen bag and our kitchen What's bag's full of fruit it has our own coffee maker and coffee and some bread and some peanut mm-hmm. butter and some things like that so we totally skip hotel breakfasts we, got don't, it. we don't do that we don't have you know, French fries and toast and bacon and <laughs> eggs and pancakes. You know, because we can. No, Come on, no, we don't. So everything is like that. You okay. know, like good, good eating habits. Um, try to stay, and it's hard. You know, when you're on the road. It's, well, yeah,
0: isn't there pizza every night? I mean, how do you, well, how do you we physically make that choice? To we do don't that? do that. We don't have pizza
1: delivered or any of that kind of stuff. And we'll, we, you know, on our rider, we request certain kinds of food, like salmon and. Yeah. Duck beef and chicken you know but it's salmon beef and chicken and chicken and beef and salmon so you know i usually go get a sal- big salad or something like that so try and just try and watch all that stuff all the junk you know and then um every day we do vocal warm-ups you know now now we come to talking about your
0: chops and now we're talking about chops fitness. and music
1: yeah. and stuff so i've well, been playing um uh, guitar now for an hour before you showed up. Yeah, I saw that. You were serenading, and, and serenading, and serenading me as I playing, walked in. Playing some stuff and just, yeah. you know, running, getting my hands warmed up and everything. And uh, the band, as you know, because you were a band member, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, for 30 years now we've done this this long 20-minute lead. Are you still doing it? Uh, every Same gig, one. Every gig, same one.
0: No way.
1: And, and you know, Paul, I mean, it, it like gives you like two higher notes in your higher sure range does. and two lower notes in your low range. See
0: all A'm I. Yeah, all of that. all I. Yeah. I remember it very yeah, well. Absolutely. I used, to and, dread, and, I used to dread that because I didn't want to do that.
1: Yeah. No, but then I was young and dumb. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. But the difference when you do that and you don't do it, like if you don't do it for a week. Yeah. And you listen to a recording of yourself. You yeah. Know, uh, you know, and, and the other thing. Yep. But, I mean I'm going to show you a bunch of stuff that Please I do as assume. a guitar player yep. you know very quickly but the other thing is you need to have somebody put the cell phone on a tripod out by the mixing board and you need to record your show and you need to look at it for what and, purpose well in, it's in amazing your world. It, yeah. it's amazing like if I don't look at it you know, I'm going along everything's fine and uh, use some examples maybe yeah. I, maybe I think I'm funny. And now I'm like two weeks into thinking I'm funny and I haven't checked out my funny. And I'm doing a lot of talking on the stage and you know the trouble with you people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right. But uh, you know. And that's the worst-case example. You look know, at right. that and just go, geez, I really need to shut up and stop So that. you, at
0: this point, still edit yourself. Yeah,
1: you know, Les Paul videotaped every show he ever did and always went back and looked at it, and made the trio look at it on the way into the gig, oh, that God. kind of stuff.
0: Oh, God. I bet you they were like, and,
1: oh! Well, you know, they, but, but So but. I find that, like, I'll watch the show. Yep. And I can speed watch it and go to areas I want to check sure. and stuff, you know. I don't have to like sit there for the full two hours and watch mm-hmm. all two hours of it. Sometimes I do, you know. Yep. And I'll find three little things. Two, uh-huh. four little things, you know. And I'll, I will go out to sound check, and you know, I'll, I'll say to Jake, my rhythm guitar player, like, Jake, listen, you're, you need to start taking that guitar off and Chris, you need to bring his guitar out to him five seconds sooner, okay? Gordy, when I do this, you do that. You know, Kenny, uh, that's great. Keep doing that, whatever it is. And it could be three little things like that. Yeah. And the next night you go out, and the show is like 50% better, man. I mean, just to, you know, it gets down to, you know, it gets down to like the hair on the fin, you know, and when you get it, really dialed in and you pay attention to that the timing five three seconds here four seconds there makes it a show doesn't it 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 makes all the difference in the world and into how you know once you get the house you've got the house they're with you you've got this thing going you know you don't want to like stop it for like a minute and 12 seconds while the guitar tech's Finishing tuning your guitar and bringing it out or what I mean There's a lot of things like that that can can really make a difference or Just the way you take a solo when you take it how you start it where you go where you're standing on the stage All these things can be improved all the time and if you take a little time and look at it uh, It's great and then if you document it when you get off the stage. Yeah, like I have a set list printed set list of tonight's set list Mm -hmm. and it's got today's date and where we are and when I walk off I'll sit down and go you know, that was the best version of Living in the USA, I think, yeah. I've ever done in my life. That's five stars, and here's why. And, boy, you, you know. You still critique we these just, things like this. Well, yeah, and so these notes, so when you want to, like, get live stuff, you want to put a live thing together, you mm. want to put something out, you want to, you, you, you don't go. You remember uh, when we were, I think it was Oklahoma or Texas, like, you know, that doesn't work. Then, So if you just, you know, it takes ten minutes at the end of the if, set. If you do it every night. Yeah right and it doesn't even take 10 minutes it takes five minutes and you just go oh yeah that was great Whoa, oh, that solo was really good geez you know joseph was killing it that was really the best you know whatever right and you, and, you, and you put notes and then you just take it all and you put it in a notebook and at the end of the year you put the notebook together and you go back and say i wonder what the hell we did in 2019 yeah. and when we were in minnesota and you and, could
0: put a whole new set together or take, yeah and and, and, and you can
1: listen and you can take take parts and pieces and you can you know you can uh now be you know we we release a lot of live material so yeah that, that's really helpful so yeah. that's that's yeah. all. These are little important things. So record the That's set, show fitness.
0: Look is at what it. that is. Absolutely. Because That's you're going, where can I make improvements? It's like you're in training. You're a competitive <sighs> similar gun, aren't you?
1: Well, you know, I, I don't know whether it's competitive or just wanting to really do, what do you the best left? I can.
0: But. you it's well, it's so I, funny. You're a rock and roll hall of famer. You don't have nothing left to prove, but except well, you to know, yourself, right? I
1: don't even think about that stuff. I mean, I you know I really don't. That I hasn't, bet you don't. I, 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 mean, I know it hasn't, you. It hasn't changed anything, of the sure. way.
0: But you know, basically,
1: you know me, man. Like I'm here for the play, and I want. I, it, know you I want it to be really good. But that's and, so fun for these and, listeners to hear that stuff. And I, we're here because we like to play, not because we are making money and entertaining the folks or something, right. we want to entertain the folks. And sure, we want to make dough to pay for all this stuff we got to put together to do it. But we're really here because we really love to play. And, uh, you know, I'll finish a 70 city tour. I do one every year. You know, I do about 70 cities a year every year. Right. And um, that's a lot. Yeah, and uh, You know, when I get back and sometimes I'm just like, Oh, boy, I'm so young, yeah, man. I, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, within three weeks, I'm kind of like, you're getting kind of Itchy. antsy. And, yeah. and I'll start doing stuff in town. And then, you know, it's three months later, and I can't wait to get the hell out of town and hit the road. Do you yeah. think about quitting
0: at the end of every year or not really?
1: No, no. I You know, I never think about quitting. Uh, the only thing that happens to me is sometimes I'm so tired at the end of yeah. a long run, like... Uh, I you know I I always fight with Scotty my manager, Buraya. you know, and he's out there with us. He's doing the sound too, oh, so yeah. he suffers with. If we suffer, he suffers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always I'm always saying to him, you know, like Scott, let's end the tour at a really great place. Let's don't go 200 miles out in the desert to Laughlin. Yeah. You right. know, and end up at a rough casino in the desert in Vegas, and then right. have to drive from there to oh. get home. You know, like right. you know, little things that you can do to make it more fun, have fun on your last gig, do that right. kind of stuff. Sometimes I get I get home from the tour and it's just like, the next day is just the next day, and sometimes I'm really tired. It depends on how much we grind. We have slow uh, spaced our our gigs out more. It costs us a lot more money to do that, but, but you know we used to do we used to average about four shows a week right. or something
0: like that. Is that hard on your chops? It's not Ultimately? that it was so
1: hard on my chops. It's more just hard on my psyche, you know. I Is mean, it? Just, just running and packing and, and another show. You you want to feel kind of fresh and, yep. and like, you want to go play. You don't want to feel like, man, how many of these have we done in a row? I, I want to go home. Want to I want that. to be
0: done. So yeah. does
1: that help that? Uh, yeah. Help yeah. That. And, and it, it makes everybody feel a lot better. You just take a day off. But, you know, when you take a day off, it's like you're an army and, you know, we got... In our case, it's like twenty-seven guys well, who are right. but you're all also... sleeping somewhere and eating somewhere and traveling somewhere. So that costs somewhere. money, but you're preserving yeah. your yeah. team. Yeah, yeah exactly, what you're doing. and, it, and it, it gives us a little more space. And, and so I, I started doing that, and it's helped a lot. Yeah, it's, it's made a big difference. And um, guitar players, you yeah. know, like what, what I'm amazed at is that people uh, in rock and roll bands don't really warm up a lot and don't really think of themselves as athletes but well how, you know, what do you do well you know you know about this no you know. i don't so well, let's
0: talk about gadgets real right. quick. well so i have what a box have? full of gadgets okay for, for this <laughs> These is look just, painful by the way this
1: is just guitar work okay right? so this is therapy putty and you get it like at a hospital pharmacy okay it, they make it in like seven or eight different colors and different strengths. I mean some of it's just like goo. It's for people who've damaged their hands okay, and you know they can't move their hand at all and you know some guy just needs to do that for four weeks to get his finger back or something like that. Well this is kind of, it's not the real tough stuff, it's kind of like the groovy middle range and you take it and uh, you keep it in a bag. uh, You have to keep it in a bag if you just left it it on the table like this, no it won't dry out. It'll flatten out. It'll fall over the edge and it'll get down in the carpet. We've done
0: this before, (laughs) and yeah, you'll never get out. You always
1: have to put this away. This is like the alien. So you know, for guitar players, you know, this is a great thing to do. So I'm just rolling. It's like I'm rolling dough here, right? Yep. Okay. So there you go, and then I'll take it and I'll twist it so it's kind of lumpy like so like a rope right and I'll roll it like that so what are you working so this is stretching all of this the palm of my hand you know all this stuff Mm -hmm. is getting loosened up warmed up and stretched and then you take it and you make a donut and this is really one of the great ones like Ah. then you stretch so that's here yeah and you're stretching in a way you normally don't stretch so you're stretching the opposite way you play now for me I've been playing guitar for 60, 70, uh, 70 years. It'll be 70 years in October that I've been your, playing your guitar. Your gave
0: you your first guitar, Yeah, I right? got
1: my first guitar when I was six, so that'll be yeah. 76 in Jeez. October. So that's, that's that. And I have three areas that bug me. Okay. This joint right here kind uh-huh. of is stiff. This joint right here is stiff, and, and this thumb. Hmm. Down here, arthritic or just stiff? Uh, you know, it's use and just it's been worn so hard. You I mean you know, you know when you when you're a guitar well, player, yeah. you always you're always doing this kind yeah, of stuff, of course, you know. Yeah. And so that's a kind of an odd position. And so when this first started going off was about 20 years ago, hmm. 25 years ago or something. That's when I got this, made it go. Who away.
0: recommended that to you?
1: Uh, I went to uh, the Mayo Clinic.
0: And oh, I right it. down the
1: street. Yeah, in okay. Rochester and, and I went to uh, the hand specialist uh, they You there must for, have been really
0: worried about it, obviously. For years. Well I
1: go what I do no, I mean I go I go to the mail once a year for a full physical. Okay. Smart. And I have all the blood work and all yep. the stuff and everything yep. done. Just it's just Common sense, you know, yeah. and and I like that place. I think it's mm. the best in the Me too. in the world, you know. So I've been going there forever. Yeah. Hi, to everybody at the Mayo Clinic <laughs> in Rochester. If you're watching us,
0: <laughs> I love and, the Mayo. I go there and, too.
1: And I went, you know, and I went to see the hand guy, and he was going, ah, there's nothing wrong with your hands, you know. And he was looking at him, and I realized like this guy has no idea what I what I'm doing. And so I said, look, you know, you know surgeons, right? And yeah. I said, well, I'm like a surgeon. I my hands have to be really loose and fast and have to be good, and I've got this problem. And he said, well, all right, you know, uh, try some therapy putty. And so I got the therapy putty, and I started trying it. Yep. And it just, it just. I got to try it. It makes your hands feel so healthy. Just wrap, put your hand in there, and just open that up.
0: Yeah, that's a different muscle for sure. Yeah, and. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to screw it up now. How do you get this double circle like this? I'm going to screw it all up here.
1: See this is what I'm talking about. You have to pay <laughs> attention. You know it's like this is probably too technical for you. Oh, we, I'm a bass player, leave yeah, me alone. Oh, or player. guitar player, whatever you, you want. No, you roll it out like dough. Remember? it. Right. Remember it? Pay attention now,
0: people. See
1: see so you roll it out like dough. And it's really good if you stand up and do this cuz you can put more pressure. You know, if you stand over the table. And when you're table. doing
0: that you're still stretching this out.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. This is like I'm really Go ahead, roll it.
0: I see why you would want to stand up Does that up feel good?
1: Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, it feels great. Now, take it and twist it. Like a little rope. No, just...
0: no. Oh, like this? Yeah, well... Yeah. I screwed it up, didn't I? Yeah. Let's yeah, do but it you again. Can ta- yeah, There you go. That's
1: good. Now take it and just twist it. You want it kind of lumpy so it, it works better.
0: Okay. Twisting. Yeah, well... Here, you do, here. do it. No. Here. This is the trouble with you people.
1: This is the trouble with you people, you musician people.
0: Hey, you've been doing it for 20 years. I've been doing it for so five So there minutes. it is, right? It's nice Beautiful. and smooth. You take it like this. Okay.
1: Like that. And you go. And there it is. It's so all, that it's is all also, real easy. It's like playing blues. If you're working too hard, you're doing it wrong. Got it. You know, I mean, really and truly. It, okay. is, it is like that. So, you know, so you roll it out like that. And then you do the donut. Put it around your hand. Now, so the, did, the second one. Yeah, show The me. other one, the last one I do with this is... I make a ball like that and I just do that it
0: uh, feels so Can you see good. that on that camera still? Okay, good.
1: You know, it's like, you know, you just press down and it just stretches the palm of your hand out. Go ahead,
0: try it. Let me try that, yeah. I'm standing up for this as <coughs> well. I'm following my leader. You're blocking it. you That's all right. That's oh, all blo- right. So, I've got another anyway, one over you can here. You try it over there. Yeah. So, so, so for anyway. the people who are listening and not watching this, we're literally playing with almost clay. Therapy putty. Yeah,
1: it's therapy putty. It really
0: So it. go to the website and check out the video because it's gonna help this out a lot. I oh. just Did you lose your mic? Okay. I did I just put it right back there. there Perfect. So what other so, gadgets do you so have that I, help?
1: I've got a bunch of gadgets. Now you remember the Dynabee, right? Sure. Yeah. So the Dynabee, everybody knows, and I don't have my string right now, but you whoop you pull this out and then it's a uh, gives you some G's to work against and it's really great for your wrist and has a gyroscope inside it. Sure.
0: And I can so tell that's you, what, a great one. when I was in uh, the band with you, I had an ulnar nerve problem in my left arm. Well I'm glad you brought that up. Let me. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. Wait, you have to? Oh, he's gonna put the crusher on my, my arm. Here. This is the dishwasher. This is like the laundry thing. I remember that.
1: And... Whoa! <laughs> and it feels so good it and looks like an
0: old washing machine dryer. that brings out the a ringer yeah the yeah. ringer yeah called a roleo therapeutic arm massager yeah. so try that God. wait i'm putting it on the one that actually was bad a back rewatch in the day. yeah okay oh man hey puppy hello p- oh that's no joke yeah it's good that's like a foam roller for your arm yeah, Is what it is a, yeah but it's self-rolling it has,
1: yeah, you know it's better than, you know, trying to do wow. that. Wow, right? Then of course there's the, these kinds of things. You know, these are these little, you know, grip enhancers. Yeah, grippers. Sure. Yeah, and um, this this painful. thing is really great. This is another roller kind of thing you can take and roll. All right, we got a little. It's got a little, four little balls that look yeah. like uh-huh. what do they call those? Brass knuckles. Yeah, plastic marbles. And then there's this business. You know, the rubber ball and the. And that, that feels great.
0: What are you, on the hand only, huh? Oh, no, no, you can... Anywhere, No, right? this is all, all over. This is a great massager. I thought for sure you were going to smack me upside the head. No, I wasn't going <laughs> 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 to. This, this is a... Come on, you've been waiting for years. This is a, a wrist strengthener. Huh. Look at all these gadgets. Okay, so this and, is uh, it's literally a ball on the end of a metal... It's like a spatula with a rubber ball. Yes, and he's and you just massage the rubber. Yeah, your and, and those and are really good. This
1: is this can be tightened up and made real hard to twist, and, and you you twist like this. Now, what's like overdoing
0: that. it for you? You know where that line is, right?
1: Yeah, I don't do too much. I don't want to get bulked up with this stuff. What I right. want to do is I want to get loosened up and warmed up. And th- this is my latest
0: one. This one's really goofy. These are like handlebars, the ones that he just showed me here. They're like handlebars you can tighten, and it... Helps strengthen your wrist I would guess yeah so there are a lot of people who think about this stuff you know
1: a lot more than probably you or I and I saw this and what I do is whenever I see something that's two hands true? oh oh something, yeah yeah I mean take this baby out
0: no way so it's a ball with uh, with yeah. little rubber things so, for your fingers that so this is stretch a house a finger strengthener and yeah,
1: I've got my, you know, my grip over there that I do. And all of these things make your hands healthier. So if you're going to go out and play for 2 hours, you ought to yeah. warm up a little bit. You wouldn't go run a 100-yard dash and go, "Hey, I ran right. one last night. I'm fine. Have you ever cramped up on stage? Um, no. I. I really? I, you know, about the only thing I ever had was, uh, I got a big sort of electrical shock one time in the palm of my hand. I was playing, and I
0: did something, and I wasn't quite warmed up, and I got ah. this. Bzzz, like, so you've never had that problem with your arms going with your fingers? No, no. Where Good I, well, where,
1: where I, you know, and, and I mean, I've had, you know, I've finished gigs. Now, there's... there's the final thing to all of this, and this this is all serious, this is really good for you. Um, this thing is great for you. Anything where you're exercising your fingers and doing stuff like that yeah. is good. But what's the most important thing?
0: Hmm. The really hippest thing of all. Is? Is. We'll be right back with Stevie Guitar Miller on Music on the Run. Hey everybody, St. Paul here, Music on the Run. And did you know, that we actually video every one of these podcasts. If you want to see one of these videos, please go to patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast. And you will have the opportunity there to subscribe and partner with us on varying levels and be able to see this great video, especially of Stevie guitar Miller showing us all his gadgets and how he keeps his hands in shape so he never has to cancel a show. Again, go and support us at patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast to be able to see the video that we shot for this podcast. Lots of other goodies on there behind the scenes, coffee cups, shirts, stickers. It's really a cool place to be able to support us and show that you love what we're doing. All right, back to the podcast with Stevie Guitar Miller. The ice, icing. So hold your mic. Take your mic with you. Yep. I'll take my mic. Sorry. So I have. Oh, he's getting his ice. You can't see what he's doing right now, but he's going to the freezer. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to show you these things that I have.
0: Oh, he's got ice packs for days.
1: Yeah, ice packs for days. All right. And so, when I come off the steak, okay, come off. I get these guys.
0: Oh my god, they're gloves. They're ice gloves. And it's
1: got a little liner. You put the liner in. And I take my hands and I put them in here. And I take this. Oh, okay. Thank you, James. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. So, what are you married? So I have you know, I have two of them, and I have a shoulder one that goes over my shoulder. All the For places to get,
0: do you get the occupational hazard? Sure, to, yeah. yeah.
1: So, all of this, and then the hippest thing is where Janice is, is where the buddy seat is in the bus. That's a massage chair. Oh, no. And it's got these little arm things that you slip your hands under the arm things yeah. and it squeezes. Yeah, sure. So, so it's
0: compression. I spend
1: 15 minutes with this, all this stuff on doing the massage chair and get my hand squeezed and then, I, then I'm done, I pull them out.
0: But these are these are, are not high buck it. items at all. I mean, these these are things that you, any one of us up and coming musicians can, can do. This doesn't yeah, cost yeah. a billion dollars. This is it's, like... It's
1: elastogel. You know, you go online and psh, you got
0: it. Elastogel treating the world well. Yes. Okay. And this this is a great big oh, one. Oh, that's nice. It, that goes
1: around both shoulders and wraps around here. and feels good huh i like that thank you steve yeah <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. cool it is cool it's cold actually it is yeah it really is <laughs> it's, wow. but uh it's really really makes a huge difference so you have a difference. regiment that you so, do
0: yeah. that keeps you in shape
1: so anybody you know if you're 15 years old and you're a guitar wizard and you shred like Satriani and yeah. you're a monster. Right. You should have a pair of these and you should start doing it and the sooner you do it the longer it lasts Right. and the better off you are. Huh. And and that's that's the regime. That's you know working out, working out with a trainer, physically doing aerobics and right. and light weights, you know, for me because of my age I'm not Thirty now, so I'm not in there bench pressing uh, 180 pounds of or, or any oh. other stuff like we used to do. You know. Well, I remember. Uh, I well, we ask, used to carry a Pilates machine, and we had a gym. And you,
0: you carried a treadmill. I remember that one. Yeah. one, one of the viewers. I have a
1: treadmill on the bus. It's right back there. You still
0: have. He yeah. sure does. Wow. Yeah. Do you do yeah. your uh, yayas on the bus still? Yeah, yeah. Do you have you ever everybody do. come in here to do yeah. that? Yeah,
1: and the the That's reason great. we do the the reason we do that is because it brings all the musicians. Out, it gets them out of their shtick, yeah. whatever's going on in the dressing room, whatever mom and dad, their cousins, their girl, whatever it is, they have to come here, Okay. and they stand in here and we sing vocalese for yep. 20 minutes, and I play the vocalese while I'm singing it, and what it does is it gets everybody focused and it makes everybody breathe together. Mm. So before we hit the stage, we've been Going, say a lay mine, you know, and doing the scales up and down for 20 minutes is right. what, what it takes. And and breathing and, and hitting it and talking about vocalies and hitting the spots and we're hitting the harmonies and we're doing this stuff. And so by the time we were on the stage, we just sang together for 20 minutes doing deep breathing exercises so
0: it's beyond and, the warm-up though isn't it? i got a feeling that there's more to it than just the warm-up It's it, the hang and the well focusing? yeah it's
1: it's in our case it's the hang and the breathing together okay and the quietness you know i mean we're here so 20 minutes before we hit the stage it's not like three minutes when when you go okay oh, yeah. i'll be yeah. right
0: back baby You're yeah, how yeah, you yeah. You're okay so that's the time you designate that's a hey yeah. this is this is our Everybody time together. comes over
1: and we, and we have our, you know, in ear monitors here, so we all put our in ear monitors Got it. on, we're all squared away and we're we're all tuned up and then we hit that last note and we hit a sing a couple of choruses of Rocky or whatever it is just to make sure our blend is good and Graz right. comes and it says it's showtime and we walk right from the bus to the stage, plug in and go.
0: Before I forget now, when I was in the band, you were the first guy to take uh, to um, get into in ear monitors.
1: Yeah, we we. Um, I mean, I wasn't the very first guy. Darn Stevie, close though, Stevie though, right? Wonder had a one, mon in ear monitor made, and he worked with this guy in the mid '80s, and then I think he stopped. And I heard about it, and and when i started playing and ricky was with us and yeah. and we, these are my brothers 89, by the way. in 89 Grade we came and back 90, yeah. and i hadn't been playing for like six seven years yeah you took
0: a little time and
1: off. the monitors were the size of a refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> they really were. You know, it was the end of the 80s. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. The monitors were like six feet long and four mm. feet high and five feet deep. And there would be a 22-year-old kid doing it. And it was so loud. The first three gigs I did, I, I just kept going to my monitor guy saying, you got to turn this oh, down. Was it Blake back in those days? No, it was uh, oh. Blake was brought in okay. after that. All right. And we had earlier, we just had, you know, sound crew kids. Got you it. know, And we said, listen, you can't do that. And while we were at Princess Place sure we built the first all band in your monitor system and tested
0: it there i remember
1: and we had uh, the audiologist come out and uh, it was amazing i had everybody's hearing tested and at that time there were like 55 people it was a big much bigger show and we had extra bands and trucks and more stuff and i had everybody's hearing tested Mm. you know in a booth and um, brought the booth out to Prince's place and we tested everybody's hearing and at the end of the day Rick Fisher who was mixing in the house had the best ears in the whole group of 55 people Uh, I think Blake it may have been Blake I'm not sure who who my sound monitor at the time was he had the second best Hmm. I had the third best
0: how and after all those years, well, I've
1: always been careful about my hearing.
0: This is one of the questions from one of the people who, who responded to a, a, a Facebook post I put yeah. out there. They said, "How do you well, keep your hearing after all these years?"
1: Well, what you do is you never have an amp aimed right at you. You know.
0: Do you have amps on stage now? No. So you still have them off stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Our, our whole like if you. If you turned off the PA, yeah, you'd you'd hear some feet and drums, <laughs> right? Okay. And people going,
0: <laughs> but that's you know, do that intentionally for yeah. hearing protection. Well, we,
1: yeah, I mean that's why I started it, and you know you would you'd have a great night in one place, and then the next night you'd go play in a an arena, and it would be a cement cube right. or a rectangle, right. and it'd sound like hell, yeah. and you know sound was bad. You know, in the 70s and 80s, it wasn't mm-hmm. really like it is now, and we were trying to upgrade the PA's and upgrade the sound on the stage. So the hearing became really important. And one of the things that that I discovered with, with Billy, Billy was the guy where I discovered this. My brother. This. So we played that way for 10 years or yep. something, and I started noticing that the timing in the band was odd. Really? And it was like. I'm talking like milliseconds, a few milliseconds. Yeah. Odd, okay. You know, which was driving me nuts, right? Okay. It, w- it would drive you nuts. oh well, yeah. And you know, we'd want to slam something and kind of go slam. Yeah. And it it sort of thoft, and I-, I was going, what the hell's going on? Right. So one day we're doing a sound check, and I walked over to Billy and I said, Billy, let me just. Unplug your ears and let me just plug in and listen to what you're listening to.
0: Yeah. Oh. And I plugged in.
1: <laughs> what, what? Oh yeah. The bass was this big around. Sure. The drums were this big, and I was this guy that was like that big, and I was over there. And then I went and listened to the next guys and the next guys and sure. Kenny's, and everybody had been falling into that old trap like we used to when we first started working in the studio and the engineers would go, don't touch any of that, uh, I'll mix your sound. And right. like, well, I need a little more. and You'd try and talk somebody into what you needed in yeah, yeah. your, your headset mix. They all had terrible mixes. Just absurd mixes. <laughs> Where all they, all they were hearing was they'd just be listening to Gordy and themselves. Sure. Right, right, you know, right. Two big, giant things. And they all had really bad hearing. Everybody had this huge dip at 4,000. Mine's at three. Yeah, three and four. Yeah, you know, yeah It's yeah. just like, though everything sort of sounds like that, there's no...
0: <laughs> A de-esser is on no everything. There's no on oh. anything,
1: you know? It's like, wow. <laughs> you know? And I started realizing, you know, that I had really great ears compared to everybody else, which I didn't really... I didn't, Did you know that? never measured anybody's hearing. Right. Well, most people have really damaged hearing. and. In the in this business, and right. I don't. So you're so, now, so lucky, man. Well, I was. I always tried to like not do that, and and that's one of the things about drinking and smoking pot and yeah. getting high and playing your show, is everything feels real good and you turn it up real loud and you don't right. really think about how loud it is and you're not paying attention and you're. And in the long run, these are all really important things as a professional musician. You really need to take care of. And the most important thing you have is your hearing. You know, totally. And uh, you know, we all have friends who have had problems, and you know, have had real serious hearing problems and stuff. Right. Absolutely. And I I have. um, I come from a family that genetically has bad thyroids, and so I've had to take Synthroid for 40 years now or something. I mean, I've taken it for years. And before I knew this, and I didn't know this, nobody in my family said, you know, your dad and your aunt and your brother, they all, you know, take Synthroid. You should check it. They didn't tell you this. No, nobody said anything to me about it. Nice. And I went through this thing where, and this was during this period in the 90s, where I couldn't remember lyrics, and I had cue cards all over the place. Right, okay. And, and I mean, it was crazy. I couldn't remember like the second verse to the Joker. You Ooh-wee. know, that kind of, I'd go, well, you know. Steve's losing it, baby. And then my hearing got really bad, and I got tinnitus, and my ears what? started ringing, and if you did that, I'd just go, oh, man, stop. So I went, went immediately went to the ear doctor, and, and their attitude was really bad. The trouble with those people was they all said, you know, the trouble with you people as you've been playing rock and roll, sure. what did you think was going to happen? And uh, I said, no, 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 no. I've always taken care of my hearing. Right. And they said, well, you know, only like 1% of people with tinnitus ever recover from it. See, look, it's beginning to stick to oh, things and to melt. Paper. And it's like silly putty. It's, yeah, it is. Oh, that's funny. And and uh, so I, I went to two or three different, specialists and they all were just treated me like well you got what you deserve you know you play that rock and roll music you know and uh,
0: yeah they were like what do you so expect? it was
1: it was really bad and then uh, my brother said well you know uh, I've been on synthroid forever and I said you have and he said yeah I got really sick I had to you know I, I didn't know so I went to my doctor and I said oh, have you ever checked my uh, thyroid level and he said no and he checked it and, and he came back and he said you have no thyroid oh <laughs> so that, went, affected, man. that affected wow and that everything. gave me tinnitus so i know what it was like but so then i started taking thyroid and i was having trouble remembering lyrics and yeah. i was having trouble hearing i mean my right. hearing was killing me i thought i literally thought i was done you Whoa. know i just went i can't stand this i've got a you know i can't stand any any loud sounds yeah i mean i'd go to a baseball game and somebody clap and i'd just i'd be like this you know i mean i couldn't couldn't take it and so i'm taking this synthroid and about 3:30 in the afternoon in the recording studio in sun valley mm-hmm. one day i just sort of went it was like this it was like sh- and i went oh i don't need these cue cards i, I got it i got all the lyrics and everything Whoa. and hey my hearing's cleared up
0: Almost and it, overnight, it took, then.
1: took three months of taking Synthroid for my, wow. my Synthroid to get everything dialed back in. So people who have tinnitus very rarely ever, ever, ever recover from it. Mine right. was caused by a lack of thyroid function, but, so I was fortunate Golly. that way, but I know what it is and how painful it is and how crazy it can it's, make it's you. It's a you know.
0: terrible thing. I'll tell you that I've had it since I'm 10 because I went out shooting with one of my oh, sister's yeah. friends. Yeah, dumbest thing it, in the world, yeah. Well, they thought it was cute that a little kid was going to go out they put a magnum bullet in a gun yeah, oh, without yeah. hearing protection. Yeah, yeah, I know. They've been ringing off. This the is charts for This 40 is what's
1: years. wrong with the gun culture. They think it's cute. Uh, it's <laughs> sure. like it ain't. You know, and 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 I've done lots of shooting and I enjoy yeah, shooting I and I enjoy target shooting and but but you I've always, always were. just yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, you get you you're around that kind of noise, your your hearing's just gone, and and you never recover it. So, take care of your hearing, kids. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's part of the deal. Work out. Right. Uh, you know, it's a it's a a great great uh, blessing to play music. To be able to have an audience is a, a responsibility. You need right. to you know take make you know you always want to make sure that when people pay dough and drive an hour and a half to come see you play you know that you're ready to go yeah and they this you is, don't this want to tell you do yeah. it you know and because it's fun and it's rock and roll you know people don't think of that very much but you know if you go to classical musicians or you know people like that you know they're practicing their chops totally. are great everything's up and that's where that's where all the great music is and that's where all the great fun is and and um, well you have so, a
0: connection to a lot of that now when you're off time, aren't you? Uh, dealing. Tell uh, me a little bit about what you're doing when you're not. Well, on the road. you
1: know, I'm working uh, at Jazz at Lincoln Center uh, I'm right. w- developing their blues pedagogy, which is their teaching right. program that'll that'll go hopefully into Juilliard and oh, fantastic. Um, uh, Winton uh, Marsalis asked me to, if I would do it, and I you know, I thought <laughs> me, <laughs> you talking, <laughs> talking to me? You uh, talking to me? I said, well, how about Taj? You know, he, he knows everything. He's the professor. And he said, no. So we tried that. He said, I'd really like you to do it, and so I said, okay, I'll, I'll take a shot. Right. So I do shows there every uh, December, Janice, and I curate great blue shows and you know we had Jimmy Bond in and Charlie Mussel right. White and we use the Jazz at Lincoln Center horn section so uh, we just have these phenomenal rhythm sections and players and Shelley Berg who's the Dean, oh, of, I love dean of Music at yeah. uh, um, University of Miami he does our charts and he's the musical director and every year we do these great shows that develop you know Linton, you know said to me he said we all know that all of this came from blues. Yeah, everything <clears throat> came, comes from, from blues, and um, these guys, these kids, don't know that anymore. So, and what you, the
0: purpose of this is to further educating? Yeah, the these purpose kids? is is
1: to take a Howlin' Wolf chart and write it properly, you wow. know, and go, okay, you can play anything, you can sight read anything at you know. Th- these kids, the, their talent is unbelievable. They just don't mm-hmm. know it. They don't know the music, you know, they haven't listened to it. So you're preserving
0: and that music and handing it it's off. It's kind of like what, what Wynton
1: has done with jazz, we're going to have to do with blues. Right. And uh, jazz at Lincoln Center is kind of like the new American classical music. This is all American yeah. music it's jazz, it's uh, blues, it's country music. Did a show with Marty on Appalachia. Oh, and, you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's that, a hell that, of a
0: responsibility, man. That you've oh, got. Oh, it's
1: it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure it, it is. It, you know, I mean, one show takes months, you know, to I put bet. together, and then you got to rehearse 22 pieces of music, you know, in three days, and then do it, do a couple of nights. But it's really good. It's a, it's just exactly the kind of kind of thing I like. So you're
0: always working. So if you're on yeah. the road, you're doing this. If you're not on the road, yeah, you're educating. Because I know you
1: on the road's kind of a break. Yeah, I, really? You, you know, I mean, it's physically it's not, but... Uh, intellectually, work, work, work. Phone, phone, phone. Busy, arranging, arranging, doing that, that, that kind of work. Yeah. You know, kind of go like, well, you know, he's on the road. He's, he's not responsible for anything. Yeah. You know, can't be. He can't <laughs> can't be trusted. Anything. can't be trusted. No. He's gone. No one knows oh, how to get hold of that? him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you know you know it's like getting the hell out of town. Sure. You know, when you hit the road, it always feels pretty good. Like.
0: Ah! Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, off we go. Well,
0: that's incredible, and I know that you just got your doctorate too. Your honorary oh, doctorate. Uh, an
1: honorary doctorate. Well, oh, I know,
0: but that's still pretty cool well, honor that, to have that. Because uh, you were six credits shy, were you when you went to Chicago?
1: It turns out I was a little more than six. I was more it like makes twelve. Makes for a good story. <laughs> yeah, it was it's more like twelve. They refused to give me credit for the work I'd done at, at the University no. of Copenhagen, but that—that's neither here nor there. Okay. It was—it was an amazing thing, and I went back, and um, you know. Um, There's only been two other musicians at the University of Wisconsin. When it's a state university, it's different than a private university. Mm -hmm. I think 50 people had to sign off on it, and it went through a whole lot of stuff. And I found out that uh, Duke Ellington, Clyde Stubbefield, and me are the three guys who've gotten this honor from the university. But the the most amazing thing was I was sitting on the dais, and with the, the... Chairman of the departments and the chancellor of the university and Uh all these great people. And at my ceremony, they gave doctor's degrees to about 1,200 kids. What? They made doctors to 1,200 kids. You know, like they'd all spent 10 to 14 years studying and they had all gotten their degrees. And I was kind of like,
0: yeah, I got one too. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) <laughs> hey doc how you doing doc yeah, hey, how you hey doing? Doc. so hey. now you add doc yeah. to another persona of yours. yeah
1: so it's so, so it was a great honor to, God, to, to have you know that's and, so cool. but like all that kind of stuff like when when you're young you think oh it'd be so cool and then when you get older you just getting mad yeah, that's it's very nice and yeah. thank you very much gotta go to work yeah i spoke yeah, back to work you know and uh so this is this is work and that's what this is all about
0: is right. trying
1: to stay sharp
0: because i know you, we have a little time thing there's two more questions i have for you number 1 is this is about the leadership thing i was talking about what do you think is a common thread with people like yourself maybe a steven tyler maybe these kind of folks that like yourself what what is it that makes you successful because i think it's really important for the next generation to know is it well, as well, songs? Is I think, it, what is yeah,
1: that? I think I think in in the beginning it was like really wanting to do this, and understanding what all is involved in I mean, wanting to make records, wanting, understanding what desire doing a, a concert is. I'd been working since I was twelve. I was I started playing gigs. You know, by the time I got to San Francisco, I'd already done a thousand gigs and I was 21, 22 years old. So you
0: were in training and you didn't even
1: call it didn't that. Didn't even know it. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to do this, but then I went, wow, I could get a record. Co- I could make records. I could, you know, so I was always thinking about that. And I think the, the difference, uh, the real thing, like what I tell, kids who say, gee, Steve, how do you do this? I say, you know, yeah. you got to write your way out of whatever music ghetto you're in, you know, you have to write. Yeah. And if you don't have the writing, then you're just one of 1,800 really great guitar players, Correct, or yeah. 1,800 great tenor players, or, you know, uh, you know 5,000 really good singers, or whatever it is. So writing really makes a difference, and when you write, you have a lot more at stake, I think, and you really want your records. I always wanted my records to sound great. But you I was,
0: produced all those too, didn't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, and I was always in an argument with my my early engineers. You know, <laughs> too much echo, too much bullshit. Really, Can't you make? Yeah, I mean, I love Otis Redding. So records do you do
0: you compromise, or do you not compromise? I
1: and in the first, I didn't really get to really honestly just do exactly what I wanted to until. The Joker, which, of course, went platinum.
0: <laughs> See, <laughs> I the told you, people. you, the trouble with you the people. The first
1: record that I produced myself where I didn't have somebody like Ben or yeah. G- Glenn Johns or somebody going, yeah. all right, boys, let's go back in. That was pretty good. Do it again with more Feeling. loft and s- yes. flying, a Frying yes. a frying suit. Yes, you know, would you please, you know, yes. could you do it, you know, nice, but, ni- you know, and no, and, oh, we don't want to do that or we don't want to do this. And... and um, I finally, it, it took me six or seven records to Dang. just to just go, I'm on my own here, man. You guys are, I'm, I'm just going to go do this. And I went and brought the guys in the studio, cut the tracks in a couple of days and spent two weeks at LA and yep. sang all the parts and did the overdubs. And that was the Joker album. Dang. And uh, the Joker was really the first time I ever wrote a song that kind of what we would today we'd call go, going viral wasn't the record company because you're always like when you're making records the, the thing that people don't really understand in the beginning is that when you go to <coughs> Capitol Records and they've signed you and they've yeah. given you all this stuff and a, yeah. you know a bunch of money and said you're the greatest band in the world and then you go there to work. You're in competition with 200 bands for Signed the same the, resources. Of course. And then it becomes politics and a whole whole different thing. And and I wasn't really good at politics. You know, I was like. Wait a going, minute. Hold
0: on. Let me imagine that. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. The trouble with you people, yeah. You know. Is <laughs> all all the I had, and there was a lot of trouble. And and when I did the Joker, that just was Changed released everything. and just went.
0: Were they and believers of the song or not only until after it happened?
1: They don't believe anything until, you know, they whatever the indicators are of the day. And yeah. it, my, at that time, it was radio stations all across the country wanted a copy of that song, a Joker, and they were right. playing it. And then pretty soon they were playing it. You know, and this was back in the day when there were like four AM stations in your town. That was right. it. You yeah, know? yeah. And FM wasn't even, you know, anything anybody Same. listened yeah. to and uh you know they were playing it on all four stations twice an hour 24 hours a day for a year and a half or something so that was a real hit and that changed everything and then i got the money yeah from that that gave me the resources to build a bigger better stage to you know, get a tape recorder and start working on "Fly Like an Eagle" and "Book of Dreams" and all that stuff at my house instead of in a studio where it was. So you
0: had the luxury of not being on the clock then,
1: right? Okay. Got off the clock, and that's when I really grew up. That's when I realized that, you know, I had to deal with boredom. It was this wasn't a party. Yeah. I had to work on this, and I needed to write. Is that when you quit? A lot of material. Is that yeah. when you quit doing yeah, all right the after? Yeah, right and all that? after the joke. You went, and all oh, that shit. Stuff. This yeah. is real. Yeah, then I went home and I spent like 18 months really by myself living in a in my house with a 8-track tape recorder and I went and cut all the tracks yeah. at CBS in San Francisco in 11 days for both of those albums. Both records? Yeah, for Fly Like an Eagle and Book of Dreams. I had about 25 tracks. Okay. And I took Lonnie and Gary, drums and bass and oh, me.
0: What a um, great cut, rhythm section. Cut man. everything
1: Cut everything as, as a trio. And then uh, I took them home and I had my 8-track, a 3M8-track at home. Yeah. And a little board that Dick Swetnam had made for me that was really special and very cool. And it was... Uh, I had a stereo mix, I had a sync tone, and I had five open tracks. That was it? And that was it. And so I did all the vocals and all the all the, all the stuff on those two
0: albums. Did you keep flipping, flocking back and forth no, and doing mixes? No, I wasn't
1: ping-ponging. I just just I just needed to get the vocals and the guitar part right, and everything was there. And then we went back and dumped all back on a 16-track, and I did a few overdubs more and a few other things. But So it was all done basically at, at home.
0: But that's what an incredible luxury. But you you yeah. could have just kept the party going, and you could have just went, Whoa and not settled down. But you decided to go, I never wait was, a minute, this is know, real.
1: You know, I just never was that stupid. You know, you have to be kind of stupid to think it's a party all the But there's so many the people out there that do that. Well, there, there are. are. There, and, and there are people who are making millions of dollars who are stupid, who have people running their business and going, sure. yeah, hey stupid, but, you know, I'm making... A fortune so 20 percent or let's whatever book more you know right and, and that that's a very normal situation you see that a lot yeah and i just wasn't like that dumb you know i mean you, you have you, to be
0: you were your businessman
1: you yeah, think a little little bit you know i mean my business was all just common sense you know uh um uh, i what? i didn't know all the ins and outs of everything sure. and how big it could be or how much yeah. you should make if you played a football stadium or those kinds of things. And you had
0: help. Did you have good help? Did you like your managers? I had.
1: I had. I I didn't have managers. I, I stopped using managers and I managed myself and I had Ooh. a really great attorney okay. who helped me with my publishing who then helped me negotiate a lot of stuff. And I had, at two different times in my life, I had friends who were really smart attorneys who really were unusually great.
0: You got you know. your masters back, right? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I got. Well, I got my masters for the world, but not the United States, ah, Japan, and Canada. But I got them everywhere else. Okay. And I got those early on before but they woke up. How smart were
0: you to do that? Who does that when they're young like that. What what an incredible negotiation. I mean,
1: I understood about publishing and I understood enough about it to know that like, why would I give you 50% or all of the publishing and I'll take just the songwriting
0: share? What did you do? That's desperation though. Some people will do that. You
1: know, I mean, I think it's ignorant. They just think that's the way. And and when I go and teach uh, or, you know, work with people who are teaching music business, you know, everybody says, well, you know, this is now, this is the standard contract. So last time I saw a standard contract, I was at Yale, Did and you? I was these some, some some law students at yeah. Yale who were like looking at the music business and sure. you know, and. Uh, the, the, the standard contract was pulled out that this is what business was and they were all you know looking at it and everybody was being very serious and then it came my turn to talk and I, I did the Gracho Marx you know I called it and I read the first paragraph and I said well that's no good take did that you? out and I just tore it up and I said a contract is what what you make it you know and these contracts uh-huh. are like nonsense a standard contract is so blatantly unfair Correct, that yeah. no one should ever ever sign one and for you guys to teach that this is a standard contract, I said, what you need to do is you need to have a class where you work with musicians and you learn to represent musicians instead of corporations.
0: You know, it's funny. I remember when I was teaching over at uh, Minneapolis Media Institute, you came on my board, which I was floored. But you have a passion for education, especially when it comes to these youngsters. Because yeah, yeah, business. You don't want. Well, them you know,
1: to... I mean. Paul, you know this. You've, you've taught kids. I mean, how many great musicians have you taught who don't have a clue how to many, get a job? Many,
0: many, many, don't many, Don't know many.
1: anything about getting work. Right. You know, and it's all about getting work. You know, it's if you, the hustle. It's, yeah. So we need to go out now and hear Marty before he's done. He's, he's getting... Well, I think we can be... What? Joan Jetson now. Joan Jetson? I'll tell you this Marty started at 625. He's got 15 minutes. Well, let's be done. You
0: want to go. be done? Yep, we're yeah, we're done. Thanks. Well, that was kind of an abrupt ending to our uh, podcast there, but Stevie and I went out and saw Marty Stewart on stage. Had a great time. Stevie Guitar Miller, thank you for being my first victim on Music on the Run. Sure appreciate it. Till next time, St. Paul Peterson, we will see you soon. Music on the Run was hosted by yours truly, St. Paul Peterson. Produced by my buddy Davide Razo. Edited and recorded by Ivan Silvostianov. Recorded on Stevie Guitar Miller's Tour Bus. And it's time for a fresh pot of coffee. Well, that's a wrap. I really hope you liked the podcast with Stevie Guitar Miller, member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was our first victim, and man, we owe him so much for all the help that he gave us along the way. Lots of encouragement, and we love you, Stevie. Thank you so much. You know that we actually videotape all of these... Interviews. If you want to see that, make sure you go over to patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast. There are different levels for you to be able to subscribe, and at those levels, you get to see the video. This one is especially important to be able to see all the gadgets that Steve has that he uses to keep his hands in shape at 76 years old, selling out all over the United States. Thanks so much for joining us, St. Paul Peterson music on the run. Next guest, Debbie Gibson. Have a great couple of weeks.